0: I am so excited today for y'all because today's episode, I am chatting with Cami, and Cami is a website and strategist and she teaches other service-based entrepreneurs how to build their website to attract their dream clients. And we are dropping all the knowledge on you, everything you want to know about building your own website. Like, do you actually need a website and what should that website include? What is the goal and does it cost a lot of money and time? And do you even have to be tech savvy to create your website? And so I am so excited for you to tune into this episode and find out everything you need to know about building your own website as a service provider Hello, Surf Scale Sore family. I am so excited today to be on this episode with Cami. Cami and I actually met at the Convert Kit Conference, which y'all know if you listen to the podcast, that is a conference that completely changed my life. And we met there and just totally hit it off. And I love her accent and she said she liked mine. So we instantly became friends and she knows all things websites. And so I wanted to have her on so she could tell us really, should we even have a website and how we should be using it as service providers. So hello, Cammy. Thank you so much for being here. I would love for you just to tell my audience who you are, what you're all about and who
1: you serve. Hey, Brandy. First of all, I'm so excited to be here with you. And I love that story about us meeting at ConvertKit because it's true. I was like, oh, your accent's so cute. <laughs> um, but for those of you who don't know me, who haven't met me, I'm Kami, and I teach service-based business owners like you how to create simple, beautiful websites that help you sell your services and book more clients, even if you're not tech savvy, even if you're not a designer, even if you don't have a big budget. You don't need any of that stuff to create a beautiful website, and that's what I help people do.
0: Ah, I love that. And then tell us just a little bit about you, because now we know what you do as a business, but I
1: like to know who you are as a person. So as a person, let's see, how far back are we going to (laughs) go? I am English originally, which you might be able to hear in the accent, um, but I moved to America when I was 11, so I'm a little bit of a mix. My English friends think I'm American. My American friends think I'm English and everyone else thinks I'm Australian. So I'm like, whatever, it's up to you. <laughs> you figure it out. So English originally and have lived in America most of my life. Uh, I got my start. I kind of cut my creative teeth in the art world, working nine to five jobs at galleries and museums. And I had this moment, I don't know if this has happened to you, where you like look up the food chain and you think, gosh, I don't want my boss's job. I don't want any of these people's jobs actually. And like what am I doing? I've worked so hard to get here and I don't want it. Um, And so I had this moment where I was really thinking about what I was going to do and what my next move was. And I decided to take some time out, travel a little bit, just have a think and hit pause because I had been go, go, go since basically high school. So I took four months out to go traveling. In that process, decided to just blog about my experiences to share it with my friends and family back home. And that actually meant designing and building my very first website. And I'd never done anything like that before in my whole life. It was such a steep learning curve for me. Um, But I came out on the other side of it really knowing that I didn't want to be a travel blogger at all. Um, It means you spend a lot of time in coffee shops dealing with patchy Wi-Fi and not that much time exploring, but that I really enjoyed the process of designing and building my website. So I came home from traveling and I was like, Oh shoot, I am broke and I need a job right now, (laughs) but I don't want a nine to five job. Um, So I decided to get my first web design clients. I just started asking around, got my first couple of clients that way and then slowly but surely built my web design business through word of mouth and then that transformed into a teaching business where now I've got a course where I teach other people how to build their own websites so that's kind of the spark notes version of who i am and how i got here
0: i love that and one thing that i think is so interesting is out of all the guests that we keep having on here and talking so many of us started out as bloggers and i think we quickly realized like Oh crap. If I actually want to make money, then I need to do like one-on-one services done for you services because it's a much quicker turnaround. And so I, I started out with mom blog and then got into my services. And I love that you said like, you kind of like had no idea what you were doing, figured it out, came out on the other side. And you're like, you know what? I can do this for other people. And I think there's a lot of our listeners right now who are listening and They don't know if they have the skills it takes to have an online business. And I think that your story right there is just another proof that you figure it out for yourself
1: and then you start offering it. And I love that. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like I am totally self-taught as a web designer, totally self-taught in terms of tech. And when I was starting to pitch my first clients, like I was by no means the most qualified designer or the most qualified coder out there, like not by a long stretch, but instead I had just enough skills to help them. I was like just a couple of steps ahead. And then I really learned through doing, I learned much faster through just working with my clients than I would have if I had like studied for two years and gotten ready and then started doing it.
0: Ah, I love that even more because so many times we hear that we have to have this course or we have to have, like all this training before we can start getting clients and really like you learn the most when you're in action and you don't have to have a certificate or be like a certified, I don't know, web designer or anything like that, or formal training. You just get out there and do. And like you said, you only have to be a few steps ahead of your client and that makes all the difference. So I love that you brought that up, but I know that we want to talk about websites So the first question is, I get this question asked all the time, and that is, do we even need a website as a service
1: provider? 100% yes, you do, and not just because this is what I do for a living. There's been a ton of research to show that like 89% of consumers will search the web before making a buying decision. People will check out your website and compare it to your competitors, compare it to other people in your industry, and make a snap judgment about whether or not they like you, whether or not they want to work with you. And then 94% of those first impressions and those snap judgments are actually design related. So what all of that means for you is that your clients are searching for your services, they're checking you out, and they're checking out the competition, and they're making a snap judgment about whether or not they trust you, whether or not they want to work with you, All based on your website design so I think for service providers especially when so many of us are building our businesses through word of mouth through reaching out to people we already know having a great website is such a key piece of the puzzle because if you're saying like if I ask you for a recommendation for a VA I say Brandy who are you working with who should I hire and you say you should go hire Meredith she's an incredible VA I'm suddenly like really a hot lead for Meredith. I already know her, like her and trust her. I have that recommendation. So then when I go to her website, basically her website is gonna close the sale or it's gonna lose the sale. So it's either gonna entice me to take the next step and book a call with her and then probably hire her because I'm already warm. Or I'm gonna be like, oh, she doesn't have a website. This just looks like a Facebook page. I don't know how professional this is. Mm, not so sure, Brandy said she's good, but maybe I'll look around some more. So that's really where I see your website as a service provider being so important, and especially as a new service provider. Like without a, web, without a website, you are so difficult to refer kind of make yourself unreferable. And that's a shame because you don't need a complicated or fancy website. You just need something simple and straightforward and good enough for now.
0: Okay. I like that because I think sometimes I'm in the camp of, Hey, if you need money now, then get a client and then build your website but I am someone who thinks that there does come a point and it's very soon in your business that you do need a website. And so with that being said, the biggest thing that I know is going through my listeners ears right now is, but I don't know what I'm doing and it's
1: expensive to build a website. You don't have to know what you're doing and you definitely don't have to have a big budget. So the tech tools today, the tech tools that I use for my own clients and myself and teach to my students are so user friendly and affordable. Um, So I'm a huge Squarespace fan. It's what I love. I recommend it to everyone. And you can get started on Squarespace for as little as $12 a month. So like you cut out a couple of Starbucks a month and suddenly you've got this incredible long-term asset for your business that will help you grow and book those clients so much faster. And then in terms of knowing what you're doing and the learning curve, I always tell people to focus on the idea of having it be good enough for now. I think it's really easy to get caught up in perfection paralysis and thinking like, my website's not good enough, I don't have these fancy photos, I don't know what to say. And all of that's fine. Like if you're just starting out, all I need to know on your website is who you are, what you do, And then how I can get in touch with you and take that next step. It can be as simple as one quick little page and there are lots of free tutorials both on Squarespace and on YouTube to help you just take that first step and get started. So I think um, if that's what's going through your head I wouldn't let it hold you back. You know you can get started in just a couple of hours really if you block that time off and Make a commitment. Like the only thing I think you need is a positive mindset. So you don't need tech skills, you don't need a big budget, but you do need the mindset of, hey, I don't know this yet, but I'm confident that I can learn what I need because I've learned so many new things before my whole entire life. I'm a capable person, so I'm gonna do this.
0: I love that because I know, like I've never I've been on Squarespace to like pixel, but I've only worked with WordPress. And I know there is a big learning curve with WordPress and it can be expensive once you add up like hosting and all that. And so Squarespace, I feel like sounds like it's a great thing for people just starting out, especially at $12 a month. That's so cheap. And then I love that you said it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be just a one page website. And so with that one page website, or even if they split it up, what are the must-haves sections or pages that service providers need?
1: The first thing I want you to think about when it comes to your website is what do you want people doing on your website? How do you get hired? So for most of us selling services, that's going to be through somebody filling out a contact form. Maybe you have a specific project inquiry form, or maybe you've got a scheduling software and you want people to book a call. So how do you get hired? Because that is gonna be the main action on your website. All roads lead there. So if we're asking people to book a call with you to take that first step, then at the end of every page on your website, you need to be saying, if you'd like to get started, click here to book a call. So first I want you to think about your main goal, And then think about what do your visitors need to see and read on your website to help them get to that main goal. So for most of us, visitors need to know where to get started, which is your homepage. They need to know a little bit about you as a person and your skills. That's your about page. They need to know what you offer. That's typically your services page. And then they need to know how to get in touch, and that's your contact page. So you can break this out into separate pages if you'd like, or you can just really quickly summarize it all on kind of like one a one-page scrolling website. Doesn't matter, just those are the key ingredients, right? And then you wanna think about very clearly telling your visitors what to do at each step. So what should they do after they've read this page? Where should they go next? How do they book a call? Um, I always advise people to keep it ultra clear and ultra direct, because I think sometimes we get really caught up in thinking, oh, my copy needs to be so original. I need to be so clever. When in reality, if you just tell people, who you are, what you do, and how they can hire you, it'll make a huge difference. So I'll give you an example. Uh, yesterday, I was going through, I looked at about 50 different photographers' websites because I was trying to create a list of photographers to recommend to my students. And most of those websites, Brandy, I kid you not, the photographer was not telling me where they were located. They didn't have a contact page not like nothing. I couldn't find the information I needed. And I was like, all I want you to tell me is that like you're based in Austin, Texas, and here's where I can click to schedule a call with you. And none of them were doing it. And I was like, this is so simple. Like you could just put in your footer of your website on every page. Hey, I'm a photographer based in Austin. I also travel internationally. Click here for my tour dates, click here for my contact page. Um, And it's just little subtle things like that. It's like, Think about what information your clients are going to need from you and then just give it to them in the clearest, quickest way possible.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's so funny because building sales pages and writing ad copy, I always say like, we're not here to be cutesy. We're here to like, make sure our reader knows exactly what to do, fourth grade language, all of that. And then now I'm thinking about my website and I'm like, Oh, why isn't my website so clear? Like I have the contact and everything, but it's one of those simple things that I think sometimes we just think we have to be cute and have like, awesome verbiage and everything. And it's really just our goal as a service provider is just to get those calls booked and just making it so simple. And I think you just giving our listeners permission right now to keep it simple is so refreshing. And I know that's going to help a lot of them. So I love that. That's so easy and actionable. Just tell them, like, get them to booking the call, tell them a little bit about you and having that contact on the footer. I think that's genius as well. And so I know that some of our listeners, they already have a website. They're constantly tweaking it. They're trying to make it better. But what are some of the biggest mistakes you see service providers
1: making on their website? The biggest mistakes I see, there are, there are three big ones really. Mistake number one is using the wrong tech tools. So when uh, my students come to me and they say, "Cammy, I just am not tech savvy. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. What I hear is that they're just using the wrong tools for them and for the job. Like if you went to Zara and you tried on a shirt and that shirt was a little bit too small for you, you probably wouldn't go into a tailspin of like, oh, I'm not smart enough to wear this shirt. Oh, like I'm too dumb or oh, I should have studied more. Like no, you would just ask the dressing room attendant to bring you a different size and then everything would be fine. And it's the same with your tech tools. So if you're struggling right now, if you find your website really difficult to update and manage and you just dread going into it, you might be just using the wrong platform for you. So I would encourage you to check out something simple and user-friendly like Squarespace if that's your situation. Then mistake number two is getting stuck in perfection paralysis. So in endlessly tweaking your copy and your images and then not marketing your business because you've spent six months like behind the scenes of stressing about your logo. I'll tell you that no one actually cares that much about your logo. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. So what I'd love for you to do is just keep it simple. Keep it clear, use clear, direct language, use stock photos if you need them, and then make sure you've got at least one photo of you on there. This could be a professional headshot or it could just be an iPhone photo that's taken in some natural light with a nice neutral background that looks clean and professional. But I think that as a service provider, like one of your advantages is that you're a real person. You're not some faceless, nameless corporation. So let's make sure that we're leveraging that competitive advantage on your website and showing your face a little bit. And then mistake number three that I see people making is not including clear direct calls to action. So on every single page of your website, if you've got a website already, I want you to take a look at every single page and look at the bottom of each page. Are you telling somebody where to go next after they've read that page or are you just kind of leaving them dangling? Because if you're leaving them dangling, you're missing an opportunity. So I want you to make sure go in, and add calls to action to the end of every page of your website. These could be the same across the board. You could just be like, book a call, here's where to do it. Or if you want to lead people through your pages, you could say like on your about page, for example, at the bottom of the about page, you might say, click here to check out my services and lead them to the services page. So those are my three biggest mistakes and how to fix them.
0: Ah, I love that. And that's something so easy that we can all go in very quickly do. And one of the things that I love that you said is stop tweaking it, like stop tweaking your website. And if it's not completely updated all the time, like with your current offerings, it's not the end of the world. Like it's not. And then also I love that you said your logo doesn't really matter. I tell people that all the time, my poor graphic designers and brand strategists in my group are like, Brittany, stop saying that. But as a service provider, we're so fortunate that like our branding and our logo does not matter. What they really care about is our services, booking a call with us. And so with that being said, though, there are some people I know who are going to be like, but what colors should I use? And things like that. So do you have any insight on just like, what are some colors that just perform a little bit better? The
1: way I approach design is I like to pull what I call the big levers. So I don't want to spend months fiddling with every little detail. If I could just like pull one lever and do one thing and get 80% of the way there. So the biggest lever that you can pull if you want to level up your business, level up your website and make it all look way more custom and convert better is you can go and have a brand photo shoot and get some really beautiful images of yourself. So I love images as an investment because you are the only thing in your business that's not going to change. Your niche might change, your packages might change, your entire business model might change, but you will stay the same. So good images are a really solid long-term investment that you can use for years to come. So get some great images. And then, what I like to do in your images is I recommend everybody just wear a color or a couple of colors that make you look good. What colors do you look nice in? I would, for most people, avoid wearing black or white in your brand photos because it tends to wash you out. So, wear a color that you look good in and feel confident in. And then, bingo, there is your brand color. There's your brand colors. You can actually pick colors out of that photo and use them in your buttons and in text on your website and it'll help things feel more cohesive. So I recommend with colors, pick just one accent color to start with. Maybe you want to use a bright pink or a bright blue. You want a color that's kind of attention grabbing and punchy so that you can use it in your buttons, you can use it in your links, you can use it in your headlines, but just one is more than enough to get started with. So if you've got photos, I would suggest just pull that color out of your photos and start experimenting and find what looks good. And if you don't have any photos yet, you can go go browse Pinterest for inspiration. There are so many ways to get colors out there. And again, just start playing around and then you will eventually find something that looks good to your eye. Um, And as long as it stands out and it's kind of bright and attention getting, you're fine. It's
0: great. (laughs) I love that. I was not expecting the brand photos, but I think that is something so important to invest in. And I think it's way smarter to invest in that than necessarily like someone to do your branding because the cool thing about that is. I love the idea of picking a color that you feel confident in and using that as your brand colors because that just makes like through social media and your website and everything so much more cohesive. And then you're not trying to find where a color that you don't necessarily feel good in just for your brand photos. You're doing it the opposite way. And I love that. That's such a good tip. Okay. So do you have any hacks or tips for us that we could implement like this week?
1: Really quick hacks and tips. Okay. Make sure go check out your website. Make sure you've got a link in your main navigation that says contact, not get in touch, not send me a note, um, not send me an owl. I've seen that one before, but contact. It's because that's what your customers are going to be scanning for. So tip number one, make sure you've got that link that says contact. Tip number two is that if your location is important to your business, if where you're based matters, which I would argue that for most of us, even those of us working online, it does, right? If I'm looking to hire a VA and I'm looking at two candidates and everything is equal, I'm probably going to hire the person who lives in my time zone. So just in your website footer, consider saying something like, you know, in, on my website, I say, um, Camifari design is an online business that proudly serves clients in New York City and worldwide. So consider adding something like that in. And then go onto each of your pages and make sure there is a clear, direct call to action at the end. And if you do those three things, it'll take you less than half an hour. Your website will be immediately better, immediately more user-friendly.
0: Ah, I love that. Now I want to go add like serving St. Pete, Florida and worldwide to mine. That is so fun. I love that. And I think it also lets people relate to you as well because they're not like wondering like, where is she? Like there's that instant connection. So I love that. Okay. So this was so good. I know that my listeners are going to be so excited. And so I know that we talked about it, but you 100% recommend Squarespace, right? 100%. Okay, and the learning curve is very
1: small? It's very, very user-friendly. Okay. It's also accessibly priced, and you don't have to worry about any tech maintenance or security issues on Squarespace because they take care of all of that for you, which is amazing.
0: I love that. Okay. And so before we end, I love to do a little bit of rapid fire. And so are you ready? It doesn't have to be one word. It can be like a phrase, but just the first
1: thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So what is
0: your favorite part of your business?
1: I love working with people from all around the world from the comfort of my own home. I have students who are across four continents. When I host a webinar, people show up from the Philippines, from Malaysia, from the US, from the UK. And I just think it's the coolest thing in the whole entire world.
0: Ah, I love that. Okay. So what is the f- your favorite software or tool that you love that you wouldn't be able to live without? Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was coming. That's perfect. Okay. So what is the best conference you've ever attended live or virtually?
1: Oh, obviously craft and commerce, which is hosted by convert in Boise, Idaho. It's the best, the best content, the best people, so much fun.
0: Uh, and for y'all who don't know, I talk about this on episode 12. We'll link it up in the show notes of why you should be attending conferences. And this is where Kima and I met, like I mentioned in the beginning. And so are you going this year? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm everyone keeps asking me and I'm like, I don't know. It was so good. I know. I think I'm going to have to go. All my friends are going to be there. Okay. So tell me what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received?
1: Start before you're ready. The only way none of us ever feel ready. I know that on a daily basis, I don't feel ready. But the only way you get ready is by taking action, putting one foot in front of the other, and learning by doing. So you are never going to be ready to do the thing to start your business, to work with that client, to host that webinar, and it doesn't matter. All you have to do is get started, and you become ready through doing it.
0: Ah, I love that. That is so good. And there's never a perfect time. And so I just love that that's what you are leaving us with. But before you leave us, I want my listeners to know how they can reach out to you, ask you questions, connect with you and find out all the good things you have to offer.
1: I hang out online over at camifari.com and simplesiteblueprint.com, where I've got a really great free masterclass for you all about the secrets to a simple website that sells your services. So if you liked this today and you want even more and you want to go deeper, come and check that out. And then if you want to connect personally and you want to say hi, come and check me out on Instagram at camifari. I read and reply to all of my DMs and I would love to hear from you over there.
0: I love that. And we will link all of that up in the show notes. And I just so appreciate you being on here today and sharing all your website wisdom with us. And thank you so much. Thank you, Brandy. It was my pleasure. Oh my gosh, y'all. That was such a good episode with Kami. She told us everything we needed to know about building a website and she probably broke a lot of your beliefs that you had that it has to be expensive, time consuming, take a graphic designer, you have to have branding and all of those things. And instead she showed us how simple it is to get a one page website up. It can only cost $12 a month and how to attract your dream clients and stand out in the crowd. And I just loved all the knowledge she was dropping please make sure to go DM her on Instagram. We'll link up her Instagram in the show notes and just share with her what you took away from this episode. So I'm going to ask you, go serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be
0: sure to tune in next time.